There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss all the shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 6 of season 2 of The Expanse. Holy crap. This one, like I said last week, I'm like, last week felt very season finale-esque, and the executive producer, which I was joking on Steve earlier, I'm like, I think he's trolling us. Yes, I think he is. But in a good way. You know, when he was like, oh, yeah, you you think so? Maybe you should come back next week. It's like, what? What? So this week, when I was tweeting, he he just throws this one little thing. So I'm like, what's happening? Who's firing? What's going on? He's just like, right? I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) One word. One single word for him tweeting us. And I'm like, he is messing with my head. Yes, he is. And enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I need to try to get, see if we can talk to that man, because I just yes, feel like get him on. I feel like he'd be fun. Yes. But Steve has, again, found awesome, awesome rating news. All right. This episode brought in a 0.22 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.625 million viewers. Coming in at 52nd among cable shows. Now, episode four, Godspeed, the live plus seven days. Tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.4 for an increase of 300%. Wow. It was sixth in viewers percentage, going from 0.535 to 1.229 million viewers for an increase of 130%. I think that's pretty impressive that it ended up tying for first. Yes, of all cable shows that day. Yes. So I that was that was really good. <laughs> yes. Very impressive. So obviously they are paying attention and I know there's a lot of people out there that are loving this show. Yes, there are. Make sure you're tweeting it and hashtagging The Expanse every time. Alrighty. So, let's talk about episode six, shall we, Steve? Alright. Paradigm shift. Earth and Mars search for answers in the aftermath of the asteroid collision. Oh my gosh, so much happening. And let me say, opening with, well, at least early on in the show, with Christian Avasalara. Wow. Yes. Because she was pretty freaking powerful. And I thought that was amazing. So we'll get to her. But I just want to say I am loving this woman. Like, I cannot say enough about just not even power. I don't want to say power because I feel like that's the wrong word. Yes. It's how 
in complete control she is. Okay, yeah. She just completely just takes over the screen. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And takes over the room. Whatever room she's in, she takes it over. Yes. And I really wish I quit screwing up her name. Shorey Agdashlu. And I probably still messed it up, but oh my gosh, she is amazing. Yes, she is. Amazeballs. Now, notably absent, possibly because he crashed on Venus, was Miller. (laughs) Joe Miller. Yes. So, I don't feel like he's out of it. I mean, there's stuff happening. I'm sure we're going to find out soon enough. But so much stuff was happening this episode that I felt like it was really starting to push us around the curve to where we're going to know what exactly is happening on Venus. I would think we would find out very soon, yes. So, where shall we start? It's kind of hard to... This was a rough one. Split everybody up into little groups because they all were interacting with each other. (laughs) Let's talk about Alex's hair for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was like, what is up? He had like that crazy hair happening. I love Cass. You guys know that. I'm like, what is up with that? And I love people. I actually tweeted and a lot of people were like, hey, he's been through a lot. He deserves to have a crazy hair day. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when they showed him, because at first the opening, we have Holden and Naomi talking to Alex and Amos. And Holden's like, all right, guys, I just want you to know we are having relations. Right. And and Amos just looks kind of pissed, and Alex looks a little shocked. And Amos is just like, how long has this been happening? And there was just that moment, and I was like sitting there like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Is he going to right. punch him? Yeah. <laughs> and then instead he like kind of punches, but like play punches Alex in the arm. He's like, I knew, I, I told you, I yeah. won this bet. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Amos and Alex had a bet on when the... <laughs> A pair started. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. And I'm like, that is horrible. And Alex is like, fine, fine, just get it over with. And Holden is just looking like, what What the hell? Right, what's going on here? And He's like, instead of punching him in the arm, which apparently was the bet, Amos gives right. him a wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> nice to know that disgusting behavior is still happening in the future. And I love it. Uh, you know, Holden talks to... Amos, and he's like, I, I thought you'd be bad. He's like, nah, she's like my sister. And then again, he has like no filter. No, none he's at all. Like, oh, I'd totally do her if I could, but nah, she's like my sister. And then I'm thinking, ew. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not sure. You should have stopped. Yeah. I don't know. That was the weirdest like thing. And Holden just kind of like mouth open like, uh. I'm so glad we had this talk. Right. It's like, I don't know what to say. Okay. Now, I understand everything going on in the whole of the Expanse universe at this point. But they seem to be making Holden almost, I don't know, emo. Like, he'll be okay and, like, trying to figure something out and things are going good. And then all of a sudden he, like, gets super, like, I don't know if we can do that. We, we, We can't go on. Wait, I was like, what, what are you, what's wrong with you? Well, he's still having problems being a leader. He even tells Naomi that after he tells his mom, you know, the message that he sends to his mom actually informs her that, yes, he's possibly found someone. <sighs> I don't know. It just feels really 
forced. Yeah. Like the don't go where you're like, okay, I'm I'm a normal, happy kind of person. Then it's like I'm super like Debbie Downer. The, the world is on my shoulders. Right. It's like I get it. I understand everything that you have done and everything you you have had to deal with, and all of a sudden you're the captain. I understand this was not something you wanted, but I kind of feel like they're they're making him too up and down lately. The last couple episodes, right? So I'm hoping that we get more. Although with what happened this episode, I think we're gonna get like a melodramatic Holden coming soon. <laughs> well, then he has every right to be. Yeah. With the way things played out with the crew after they sit down and have a discussion. discussion about what to do with the sample that's still sitting out there. And finally, you know, Alex wants to at first let Mars have it because they've got the best scientists. And I don't know. See, Mars, there's so much of a split, I think, with Mars. Well, we don't know. All we've seen is their military. Okay, Until well, we get I've to see them. one guy tonight that was from 137 years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only like... other Martian we've seen besides a military and, what, one UN member. Yeah, that's true. But So we really don't know anything, you know, know that much about the Mars culture yet. That's true. But I feel like it's all very military don't you feel that way or not i kind of doubt that the whole society is strictly military but i can see why it's you know you kind of look at how we were back in the 30s and 40s okay america was all our focus was on our military because we were in these god-awful wars and so, yes, I kind of feel like that's kind of where Mars is right now as a society. Is is they're so afraid that Earth is going to do something else to ruin what they've built that, yes, they're being overly aggressive in protecting it. I gotcha. Yeah, so Holden and Naomi, obviously you had some sweet moments. You had some not-so-sweet moments in regards to when they had their meeting with the crew. Right. And what are we going to do with the proto-molecule? I mean, I get it, because what we've seen, why would you want to even hold that thing and keep it? Right. And I understand Alex is like, well, the scientists, well, you know what? I'm sorry. We've already had scientists working on this. And they're like, hey, let's experiment with a bunch of belters. Right. Amos what is kind of like, eh, whatever. He, like I said, is very, like, he has no filter. He's just like, uh, I don't know. Right. Killed 100,000 belters with it, so yeah, you kind of want to get rid of it, but as we watch Naomi supposedly sending it off to its death in the sun, is that's not what happened. No, she decided to not send it, which, okay, I'm not sure why she didn't send it, but on the other hand, if it feeds off energy, I feel like that might be a bad idea sending it to the sun at the same time. Right. So it's like, I want it destroyed, but will, will it, it actually be destroyed? Right. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I don't know if what she did was good or bad. All I know is I was kind of ticked because Holden really thinks that she sent it and right. she's lying to him. And yes. I am like, great, they're going to kill this group already. And not by actually killing them and not group, 
What I mean is, oh my god, their love affair is going to go up in flames as soon as Holden finds out. Yes, because it was not only that, she also decides she's going to help Johnson with the 30 nukes that they happen to keep from being destroyed. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, when we had target, you know, control, we just, you know, did a little tweaking and uh, no big deal. We have 30 nukes. We were able to uh, get past the security of 30 of them and at least enough to keep them from following the detonation command. But I was pissed with that, too. It's like, wait a minute. Because then Johnson has the nerve, and yes, I'm saying it that way, to go and talk to Holden. And he's like, you need to pick a side. He's like, I've been up front with you. Obviously, no, you have not been up front with them, Johnson. You took 30 freaking nukes. Now, did they do it previous to the Rossi having to back off and them say, call off and send them off to be self-destruct somewhere? Or did he do that before that when... Holden and the crew were possibly going to die just to try to blow up Eros. Right. And I probably would take it that Johnson probably did it, was working on it prior. He may not have completely succeeded in the plan, but I think as soon as he got control, he said, uh, yeah, we might be able to, you know, out of 150, what's 30? 30 is not going to cause anybody any difference. Except that they know, the UN knows, there's 30 out there that didn't right. blow up. Yes, and they're looking for them. Which, A, okay, first of all, I don't know why I said A and then first of all, it's been a day. <laughs> so C, um, anyway, you have these nukes out there, and as far as the UN knows, they can just accidentally end up hitting a freighter that's out there or something. Or hitting one of the Martian naval ships that are out there. Right. They don't know. Or even worse, keep going and end up hitting a planet that they didn't know was inhabited or something, or hitting something with the belt. They don't know, and so they are freaking out. Yes. Those 30 can be a lot more problems than they think. But the fact that Johnson has, like, a net out there catching him, literally it was a net. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? He is not up front, and now it's making me, like, I was getting to where I'm like, okay, I can trust him. He's been an yeah. upright guy. I'm like, son of a... Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why, Johnson? I know you're OPA, but you're not really OPA because you're helping out Earth. And I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Right. Well, he, he definitely made it clear by telling Holden, you've got to pick a side. And... I thought that was interesting. Your Earth, your Mars, or your Belter. Right. Choose. It's like... He has been trying to save everybody. Right. That's messed up. I don't I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. But apparently, there's a lot of shit. Because people were, like, all at Twitter, on Twitter. <laughs> so, I'm like, damn, I really wish I got the books now. But a bookstore yeah. just opened close to me, so I'm going to be broke a lot. Because I'm going to be <laughs> over there, and I'm going to try to find these. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. And it was Alex that discovered it anyway and told Holden that when the noose were supposed to be destroyed, they weren't. So, yeah, Alex, I feel like he knows too much for his own good. Yes. And, you know, we do see him, which the first time I think I've ever seen him trying to be a ladies man with the crazy hair. Uh-huh. 
too much moose, man, too much moose. Um, you know, telling the story and he's like, this is great. And these girls are like, all hitting on him. And right. You know, he's, he's embellishing it. Oh, immensely. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's about to go take a, a lady friend somewhere. And apparently her, I don't know, significant other comes in. Or pimp or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what this guy was. Kind of started like pushing her around and Alex is like, hey, and, and the guy pushes him and Alex, you know, hits the bar. And I think Alex is going to get up and start wailing on this guy. Right. But no. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Amos. And I'm like, first of all, again, I, oh, Christ, there we go again. First of all, in A and B, Sean is having a problem. I might be having a stroke. I don't know. Um, I don't have words. So he jumps up. He starts beating the crap out of the guy. Where did Amos even come from? Where did Amos come from, Steve? He was next door. Yeah. He keeps a little place next door. At, at the, the brothel. brothel. <laughs> <laughs> of course like, Amos does. What? <laughs> I love Alex. Like, it, it's a brothel, yeah? So? <laughs> and again, Amos with that weird, like, he's beating the crap out of somebody, really enjoying it. Yes. And then Alex is like, stop, stop, what are you doing? And then he just, you know, snap, turns it off. He's like, okay, what? Yeah. What are you doing? You're weirding me out. Killer. This feels like very, like you're going to turn into a crazy serial killer. Like you, <laughs> you just like, snap, you're good, Amos. Snap, you're bad, Amos. Snap. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. It's weird. Isn't it? Is it just me? Yeah. Oh, okay. it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, they need to be checking his brain for what they did to the... That scientist, the right? Scientist, exactly. That's why when he, he was a little too interested with, like, you can just do that with a magnet. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> why are you so interested in that? <gasps> and, of course, Alex gets all bent out of shape because Amos had to step in to save him, and he can handle his own fights. And Yeah. Alex, if the guy's willing to be your bodyguard... Let him be your bodyguard. Yeah, but I guess it's like kind of that macho pride thing. Yeah, yeah. And seeing that he was Mars military, we kind of see where they get that. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was funny, though, because Alex, or Amos, I'm sorry, was kind of screwing with Alex, like messing with the Martian flag. He's like, oh, I'm fixing it. Because, you know, that moon doesn't exist anymore. It's like, <laughs> just erasing yeah. that. And Alex is like, what? What the hell, man? That's not cool. And they, they kind of, you know, a little bickering back and forth. Amos is like, all right, man, you want to go? And then all of a sudden, it like, light bulb. Alex is like, you're screwing with me. This is your way yeah. of apologizing. <laughs> you're messed up. Yeah. And he walks away from them. But we have weird flashbacks, too. Not weird, weird, but, like, I feel like it should make a lot of sense soon. But we get somebody who went to Mars 137 years ago. And they were trying to figure out how to get away from Earth and be their own planet, which is just weird to say. <laughs> but that Martian was Sam Huntington. Yes, it was. So you might know from a little show on sci-fi called Being Human. Uh-huh. And if you ever heard how I got into podcasting, the story involves that man as well. Yes. Oh, God, that was embarrassing, but whatever. <laughs> but definitely... Interesting because he inadvertently found a way to do like high G's. Yes. And was realizing that he might die by doing this because he overrode 
audio command because it was in Chinese. And he's stuck. And that's where the last we see him, he is like zipping away pretty fast talking about how he could die, which I'm guessing is how they figure out, okay, that's how they have to use this weird milky juice to keep them from dying when they go into high G. Right. Or crushing. Yeah, actually, he was just had was just tinkering with the ship, hoping to improve the fuel efficiency. And apparently he really did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he said... Because it was going a whole lot faster than it ever could and still wasn't using any fuel. Right. He said, my fuel is going to last for weeks at this point, at this high burn. I'm screwed. Yes. I will be dead long before we run out of fuel. Wow. So... Where do you think they're going with that? Or do you just think it's kind of a backstory? It's a backstory that tied into the G's that Holden and the crew of the Rossi went through. Kind of tied to that story. It also tied to the story with the nukes. Because when you see them in the bay, you notice that they have an Epstein drive. I didn't notice that. Yes. So it ties into that. I mean, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be belters. They wouldn't have been able to get that far out. You're right. So he's the one who really opened the universe to exploration with his drive. And I don't know if we're going to see any more of them or not. I kind of doubt it. Hmm. Unless, by chance, some ship sees him flying by him (laughs) and... uh, Says, oh, hold on a minute here. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if they'd be able to catch him. See, even. I was thinking something even weirder. Would okay. you care to stroll down Tinfoil Hat Lane with me? Oh, absolutely. Because I think I know where you're going with this. And I think I'm going to absolutely agree with you. <laughs> so, he's at this high is... G. He has na- navigation on his ship. He knows that if he dies, at least his wife has the blueprints for everything. But he's on his way out. His fuel is going to last for who knows how long. What if he made it somewhere far, far away? And somehow, wherever he was, he has either somehow become what we have found out to be the protomolecule or found a civilization, even if he was dead, who found him and decided, we're going to turn this around because they didn't know another civilization existed and send back I- the molecule. Yes. That's something I thought of as well, is that, yes, him going that fast and that far probably got somebody's attention, which happened to maybe not send the protomolecule because it was found on one of the moons of Saturn. But I guess it could have still been sent. Maybe it was in route and got kind of, you know, they didn't get the trajectory quite right. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with everything moving in our galaxy, you never know. Yes, and I'm sure there was has been changes in it in 137 years, so yes, it is very possible. See, I was like, what if he's the proto-molecule? Yeah, yeah now that's interesting. Uh, I don't know, weird stuff happened. Yeah. Which we'll talk about at the very end. But yeah. let me talk about Avaslara. I started to talk about her. She yes. gave the most kick-ass speech. When she goes into Aaron Wright's office, she's so sweet. And she's like pouring herself a drink and talking like, oh, you should really see if you can get Mao to come in because there's got to be a way we can work with him. And, you know, just sweet as freaking pie. Give you 
cavities. <laughs> and then Aaron writes like, well, yeah, maybe I can reach out to his kids or, you know, his his wife. Tell him we can work something out, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, you do that. And while you're at it, and right when she kind of did that, and what else you can do? You know, that, that just little turn. Right. You're like, oh, shit. And she just let loose without like even really raising her voice. I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, she was like, you tell them, if they want a shred of what they know as a lifestyle right now, they're going to bring him in. And before they think they can get rid of me, because I'm the one who saved the motherfucking earth. I was like, oh, shit, here she goes. Uh-huh. And she's like, I will destroy them. I will destroy everyone. <laughs> she's like, I will burn this bitch to the ground. I'm like, this is what I say every day. Yeah. So I was totally feeling that. It was, I wish I had written down that speech. Wow. That was such a good speech. And then she just kind of smiles and it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Walks out and Aaron Wright was just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I thought that was amazing, especially the fact that he's like, uh, I, I don't know what to do now. Because at first I'm thinking, okay, she's going to give him enough rope to hang himself. Right. Like, I'm just going to keep feeding him this little stuff, and it's going to turn out that he was working with Mao this whole time, yada, yada, blah, blah. But no, she's just like, I know, basically it was like, I know everything. You get your shit done because I'm burning it all down. And I was the only one who stayed on Earth. So how about that? I mean, seriously, she's going to look like a bigger badass because she didn't leave Earth when the rest of them were evacuating. When they didn't know what was happening with arrows, she was still there. And what are they going to say? No, she didn't stay. I don't know, Aaron Wright. I think you're kind of screwed. You now work for Avasalara. Yeah. Speaking of works for Avasalara, we had another guy. What was his name? Because I felt like they didn't even say it. So I'm guessing I'm supposed to remember this guy from a um, like, way previous episode. No, huh? This is the first time we've seen this oh, okay. sign. And I want to say his num was, it was a, started with an I. Atari, uh, something like that. Find it here in a minute. <laughs> oh, Atari. Like yeah. the video games? Like from yeah. way, 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 way back that I loved. Anyway, but whatever. Yeah, he was uh, apparently, I don't know, they had a thing at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm married. I'm happily married. He's like, well, like that stopped us. I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> I was surprised. I was. But he wants really badly to get on one of the ships to go find out what happened to Eros. Why does everybody want to go and possibly die? Right. Well, he really does think that this is something from beyond our solar system. And he actually tells her that. And I love it. She's like, well, I can't not believe it. It was a freaking asteroid. And all of a sudden it was like zipping through space all of right. its own accord. So. You know, she was smart enough to be like, all right, I, I don't disbelieve it. So apparently she got him on a ship that went out there. But whilst heading towards Venus, other strange things were happening. Yeah. Yeah. We catch up with our mighty Martians on Ganymede. Which apparently there's some farmers, like in a dome there. Right. It was definitely a farm. But there was a demilitarized zone between where Mars could be and where the Earth could be. Mm -hmm. So Bobby and her team had to uh, not cross the line and provoke anybody. And they do see a group coming towards them that they think is Earthers. Well, see, this <laughs> is where a lot of questions happen. And let me put that Oh, up. yeah. 
Because this is what I was saying with the EP. You know, I was like, right? <laughs> All of a mm-hmm. sudden, the ship is about to go, like, around the planet. Which I right. don't understand. Why can't they just kind of stay there? Why are they, like, circling the planet? But whatever. Or it's a ship. Or orbit. Yeah. You happen to be on, get on the wrong side of the planet, you lose communication. But they didn't even make it there before they weren't anymore. That's true. Because, you know, they're like, okay, there's a lot of them. They seem, like, pretty highly weaponized. But we can't fire unless they fire on us. But they show... And this is what I thought was weird, and I didn't think about it again until the end and somebody tweeted it. They kind of use binoculars, whatever, and see these people who are in the domes who are supposed to be farming. And one of them is, like, waving both hands, like, kind of right. frantically at them. And I'm just like, at first they see it, I'm like, okay, what, they see them? They're like, no, no, don't do something stupid. You know, like, we can die in here is what I was thinking. Right. But at the end, somebody's like, didn't you pay attention and see that? That wasn't just normal. Right. And with everything that played out, I'm like, oh, okay, I think it makes more sense. But I'm still not 100% sure. So weird scanning bot, which they assume is from the farmers, comes and scans them. And the next thing we know, like, all hell is breaking loose. Right. You see what what we're still assuming are the Earth military shooting. And you see them, like, really shooting a lot. But what the hell are they shooting at? Because they're not shooting at the Martians. They're just shooting like away from them and running. And I'm like, what is going on? This is really weird. And then all of a sudden, like, we see the little group and, and our four people and they're shooting. And it's like, what? I don't know what's happening right now. There's like a, <laughs> a fight going on in the air, like ships shooting at ships, but I don't know. I mean, there's Martian sh- ships and I'm assuming Earth ships. What's shooting at them? Because they didn't seem to be shooting at each other. Or were they? And I just, it didn't look like that to me because everything was happening at once. Right. I it, I think that was it. Was it just didn't look that way? But yes, it's hard to say that, yes, you assumed that it was the UN, but at the very end, you end up having to question that. And of course, you had to question it as easily as the Martian ship was taken out. Yes. That was really what had me. Yeah, just took it out wit. But it didn't look like any of the black ships that we had seen. Right, it didn't look like the OPA ships. Yeah, so... Or the UN ships, so... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And at the very end, we see basically a bunch of dead people. Yeah. And... Yeah, Bobby's whole crew is dead. Yes. Except for her. Damn it, Empo. Yeah. At least he made it out alive and dirt gently. It's crazy. And yes, then, Bobby looks is able to come to and look up and something out of Resident Evil. Or I kind of thought it looked like a little bit like um, our buddies from Falling Skies. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> only glowy. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's like what the hell? Because then we see preview. And she's like saved because her mask, her mask is like leaking profusely. So how the hell did she survive? Or was she just hallucinating? What is it that we actually seen? Right. We don't know. And this is where everything gets weird again. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, they, they're just messing with us. I don't know. And enjoying every single minute. They really are. (laughs) 
Although I can't say anything because we are totally enjoying them too. Yes, we are. <sighs> anyway. Geez. Yeah, you had to do something to uh, keep the momentum up from last week, and I really do believe they accomplished it with this episode. I think so. I am really happy that we're going the way we're going and all this crazy stuff is happening. And I know with whatever was happening on the moon that we were just on, people were going nuts because apparently this is a big deal in the books. Right. Yes. So you guys need <laughs> to let us know. Yeah. The, the book readers were definitely being heard on Twitter. Yes. You guys were in force. Make sure you let us know what is happening. Fangirls on podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. I know we kind of like were everywhere in this one, but that's what this was. This one was. It was like all over. Yeah, and, all over the place. And I, I just think I'm starting to put pieces of the puzzle together and somebody just takes half of them. Right. I don't know. We're, wait and see. Wait and see. All right, guys. Don't forget to rate and review us on all the platforms you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. You know, tell your friends that you, you need them to watch. They should be watching The Expanse because they have a hell of a SF, you know, special effects budget. Yeah. And it's getting so awesome. They can totally binge it. It's on like Netflix now, right? Yep. So. All right, guys. We do hope you're enjoying it. And you can always find us at Fangirlzone.com. I don't know why I paused because I forgot what I was saying. All right. Well, for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd do her if she let me. I'm glad we had this talk. Until next time.